0: everybody welcome back to remember the game it is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and i sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day my name is adam blank thank you so much for listening to the show and this week it is episode 155 and it's another edition of our revisited series Uh, beginning back on episode 105 I've been dedicating an episode every few months uh, to just taking another look at one of the games we talked about back in the infant days of the podcast and it's not a slight on the guests from those episodes all of those guests have basically come on and done another episode about a different game Um, we just have a better grip on what we're doing now I feel like the show's a little bit better quality I don't suck quite as bad at this I like to think these are like if the Simpsons decided it could redo season one that's what we're doing. Every once in a while, we're just redoing an episode from Season 1. Um, in the past, we revisited Super Mario World, The Legend of Zelda a Link to the Past, GoldenEye 007, Super Mario RPG, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Turtles in Time. Which, by the way, if you only write the initials, is TMNT And I, I learned that today when I did my notes. Uh, and this time around, obviously, we're talking Super Freakin' Mario Kart. One of those rare games where I feel like it's just safe to assume practically everyone listening to the podcast has played it. Uh, And you all know how much I adore Mario Kart, This is where it all began. This is Hollow Ground. I'm excited. Is it hollow or hollowed? Hollowed Ground. Um, My guest this week returning to Remember the Game by popular request is my buddy Kate. Uh, She fought, or pardon me, she brought the heat. Fought the heat. Well, (laughs) if you live in Edmonton or anywhere on the West Coast right now, you are fighting the heat. But she brought the heat yet again. uh, And we had almost as much fun talking about Mario Kart as it is to actually play it, man. It was a lot of fun this episode. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. Uh, Remembering that feeling of getting creamed with a red shell and we'll get there in just a minute because speaking uh, of feeling like you just got hit by a red shell it or should it be feeling like you just got creamed no yeah kids listen we better go with you got hit by a turtle shell yeah feeling like you got hit by a turtle shell we better do that uh it's time for another edition of the remember the game infamous intro If you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard! Thank you very much for listening. Consider this your warning. Our intros have gotten fairly long, but uh, they're fun. There's lots of video game talk and stuff. Good times. You know what our intro is? It is like the 50cc races that you have to do on every Mario Kart game before the shit gets crazy and you get to like the actual, you know, 150 and the fun ones. You got to play through the 50s. That's what the intro is. We're the 50s. Uh, we have merchandise. I plug it every week. We have hoodies, T-shirts, coffee mugs, tank tops, all rocking the sweet Remember the game art hand-drawn by my good man, Joe, over at 4545creative.com. And, uh, dude, if you're interested in supporting us, it's a great way to support the show. And we actually have a few ideas in the pipeline for some new art some really exciting shit kind of coming uh in the not in the immediate future but in the in the in the upcoming future Uh, i posted a preview of something that joe is working on on all our social media this week it fucking blew up people loved it uh dude is so talented so if you're interested in following joe um and checking out some of his art you can find him at gillespie draws uh or at 4545 creative.com and you can find our merchandise at remember the game podcast.com and of course The cheapest, easiest way, well, I guess the cheapest way to support us is to just not tell us we suck online. But the cheapest way to support us financially is via our Patreon. We have 325 hot dogs and growing, which is awesome. Uh, And they often refer to us as the Game Pass of podcasts because there's so goddamn much content over there, which warms my heart. I love that comment. Uh, For only 2 bucks US per month, you get a whole bunch of stuff, plus you get two additional podcasts every week. Two every week you get exclusive access to both my gaming news show game patch every friday morning and my gaming discussion show expansion pass every sunday morning as well as instant access to dozens and dozens almost a hundred i think there's probably about a hundred bonus podcasts over there now every old episode and they're all downloadable right onto your phone just like this one super easy super fun blah 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 um This past Sunday on Expansion Pass, our Patreons actually picked the topic we were going to talk about, and it was my personal favorite episode of Expansion Pass, I think, and it was, I named my game of the year for every year from 1985 to 2020, and that was, it was a lot of fun to do, Uh, and as is becoming tradition, here is a quick sneak peek of last Sunday's episode of Expansion Pass, my games of the years, I guess you'd call it. 1990. Here now again, much like 89, you can see where the NES, like that trajectory is just now the NES is fucking on just balls to the wall. It is flying. Listen to the list of nominees for my 1990 Game of the Year Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Dr. Mario, DuckTales, Mega Man 3, Super Mario Brothers 3, Super C or Super Contra. Wow, and like you can see how the quality's improving already and that's that's why I wanted to do this year by year by year And only take a minute or two per year. You can just see the evolution of gaming and like dude, what a year 1990 That's like six fucking Chip and Dale DuckTales, Dr. Mario, Mega Man 3, Super Mario 3, Super C That's six of my favorite NES games of all time all in 12 months So that was last Sunday's episode, and now for this week's episode, uh, I'm going to review Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart for the PlayStation 5. And as always with my reviews, it's going to be 100% spoiler free. I do usually show a, or throw a short spoiler cast in at the end of the episode, but I warn you like 100 times, I play music before it gets there. Like You're going to have a good minute, minute and a half to stop the podcast before the spoilers start. So you can listen to it absolutely uh, worry-free. I won't ruin anything for you, okay? So that's coming this Sunday. And again, two bucks gets you all the old episodes, plus all the future episodes, plus access to our Discord, the chance to vote on our Patreon poll, the ability to submit comments to be read on any of our podcasts, and you get a shout-out and get to hear me mispronounce your name just like I'm about to do to What Great Gaming, our latest Patreon supporter. So thank you very much, WGG. Uh, and thank you, everybody. Patreon.com slash Game. And listen, I... I know I plug the Patreon every week. It, it is how we pay for this podcast. But um, I take a lot of pride in warning people to wait until the beginning of the month. Like, to, If you're listening to this the day this episode went live, it's June 30th. Don't sign up today. Because you'll get charged today, you'll get charged again tomorrow on July 1st. They charge you at the beginning of the month, and then the day you sign up. So like the first, second, third of the month is the best time to sign up. Because you get a full month of perks, two bucks. Our Patreon poll goes live in the first week of the month. And then you have a month to decide if this is worth $2 of your money. Or you can get out and just listen to all the old episodes once, blah, 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 blah. Uh, So yeah best time to sign up so thank you all and thank you all because like I'm not kind of funny I'm not last stand media I have I don't have thousands and thousands of Patreon supporters I'm just an idiot in a spare bedroom that likes to talk about video games so I'm humbled and grateful for all the support thank you very much uh, we have a PO box you can find the full address at rememberthegamepodcast.com and I plug that this week because I actually got a really dope gift from Adam Anderson a longtime hot dog it is a copy of the God of War collection for Playstation 3 which is God of War 1 and 2 I don't review every game that I get as a gift on the podcast because I just, then people just send me every game ever made. And I, I don't, I'm not saying that I don't like it when people send me games because I'm very appreciative. It's very generous of you, but I always feel bad taking it. Like, it's just, it's not necessary. I appreciate it. I just always feel so, I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't want you guys spending your money on me like that, but I'm grateful for this. And I know God of War, particularly the first one is a game that people have been asking for and remember the game forever. I'm quite confident that game is going to find its way onto an episode of the show down the road. So thank you very much, Adam. Uh, And then you can find me on Twitch. My schedule is pretty fucked up now, so your best bet is to just follow me. Member the game over on Twitch.tv. It's completely free, and uh, it'll just tell you when I log in, and you can come by and hang out and break my balls while I suck at video games, and it's lots of fun. There you go. That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you with Blowing in the Cartridge, our official opening segment for the show. I read a few comments and questions from our Patreons, usually gaming related, but not always. And we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge.
1: He blows all right. He blows big time.
0: That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. So uh, let's blow. And I'm going to start with one from Troy who wrote here and said, uh, wrote in here and said, hey, Adam, Why is the banter at the beginning of most retro gaming podcasts just absolute ass? (laughs) I just, that made me laugh. Uh, You seem to have found a way to make the intro just as good as the topic everyone clicked the play button to hear. Did that all just evolve naturally without much thought and by pure luck? Or did you put a thought, a lot of thought and time into crafting the infamous intro? Uh, Well, okay. So if you don't often listen to the show, I don't read every comment people write in when they say something nice about me because I don't want this to become blowing myself. Uh, and sucking my own dick for the entire intro. But once in a while, I like to read a nice comment. And that one was a nice comment, plus you're right. There are some retro gaming podcasts where the intro is absolute ass. Um, And to answer your question, Troy, I didn't put any time into planning it. Absolutely none. For anyone that's listened to any of the old episodes of the show, we never even used to have an intro. And then it just kind of evolved, and uh, I just like to talk. And I love to talk about video games. And once we developed a Patreon community where people were writing in comments, and I was like, well... Now, why just listen to me talk when I could talk about the stuff you guys want to talk about? So it, it kind of just grew on its own. But thank you. I, I take a lot of pride in the infamous intro. And remember, we went through a phase where I was like, fuck, is it too long? Are people going to get mad? And then I was like, fuck, they can just skip it if they want. I, Yeah, so thanks a lot, Troy. I, I appreciate that. It was very nice. Uh, I'm in a good mood today. It's hot as fuck here. I'm recording this at 930 in the morning. I usually do these in the evening. Uh, or late afternoon at least, but I'm in a good mood today, so I'm going to rip through a whole bunch of questions, I'm going to try to get through as many as I can, because we're getting so many every week now, and we got a bunch of non-gaming related questions this week, so I'm going to bomb through them really fast, and then we'll close it out with some video game talk, because I know not everyone here is interested in sports and stuff like that, so I'm going to rip through these, I promise. Um let's go oh so my favorite hockey team is the montreal canadians and they're in the stanley cup final right now which if you don't know anything about hockey which is basically like the, the nhl championship it's the nhl super bowl it's a uh, best of seven series and montreal is there for the first time since 1993 so it's a big deal it's been a long time i'm super excited some of you sent in well wishes that really meant a lot to me mercury 869 wrote in and said hey buddy i'm not talking gaming this week instead let's discuss those habs i didn't expect them to beat winnipeg or vegas but here they are let me just say that i'm actually on board with this. Typically, I'd hope for the loss, but those no-good cheaters in Tampa Bay don't deserve to win. They're $18 million over the salary cap. That's some BS, and I hope the Habs serve them up some karma. Yeah, so quickly, if you don't know, the NHL has a salary cap. Montreal is playing the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Stanley Cup Final, who I actually like, too. I, I like Tampa Bay a lot. They're the defending Stanley Cup champions. They're very good. Uh, but they are substantially over the salary cap because they had some star power that was on their injured reserve list for the whole season. And if you're, if you're injured, uh, you don't count toward the salary cap. But then in the playoffs, because they were still on the roster, salary cap goes out the window, they could bring them back up, and now they're over the salary cap. And it, it is a little shady. I agree with that. It is a little shady. Uh, But I'm excited, too. So thanks, Mercury. Wolfgang Darren wrote in and said, so what are we going to do when Montreal wins the Cup? Like, I'm filled with a knot in my stomach because it's been so long. And unlike previous times where we should have won, we got beat. Now it just feels like a dream. I don't want to wake up. It does feel like a dream, Darren. And admittedly, like, so last night was game one and they got stomped five to one. But they are the underdog. You, they weren't going to beat Tampa Bay in four. Like if they're going to win this series, it's going to go six or seven games. So hopefully they readjust. They quit turning the fucking puck over and they show up for game two, which will be tomorrow night, Thursday night. But uh, yeah, I'm I, so many Montreal Canadian fans are fucking excited, man. It's been a long time, almost 30 years. So God, I, if they can just win four of their next six games, if they can just win this series, I promise I will never ask for anything in sports again. I promise. This will be the last thing I ever beg for in sports. Just let them win the Stanley Cup. Now, the Euro came up last week too, which is, I don't know fuck all about soccer, for the record. Nothing. I thought the guy's name was Cristiano Ronaldo for a long time. It's a joke with some of my friends. So please, I'm, I got some shit here for some of my takes on the Euro last week. Lord Finish wrote in and said, First, I want to thank you for supporting Finland in euro this year we scored one goal in the tournament which was nice (laughs) i love it and i can promise you the whole city of finland is supporting the canadians in the stanley cup final after all it's the official finn team of the nhl god damn right i love finland Longtime captain of the montreal canadians my favorite hockey player of all time saku koivu is finnish and uh he's my hero i I say that without like any sarcasm he's he beat cancer and came back he kept playing hockey and he's like just the classiest guy. He is my hero. So I have saw. I love Finland. Uh, so that's awesome. One goal in the tournament. Fuck yeah! And because last week someone wrote in and said, "Who am I cheering for in the Euro?" And I said Canada or Finland. And apparently Finland scored one goal. And I guess Canada is not in the Euro. Uh Dan Taylor wrote in and said, "Can we have a collective facepalm for Adam asking if Canada is in the euro in the last episode? That's almost grounds for the hot dogs to form a revolt and put your ass on triple secret probation." And uh that's fair. I don't know. I I don't know anything. I'm sorry. I don't know. I guess it is euro. So I guess that would make sense why Canada wouldn't be in the euro. But Canada's good. It's soccer. We have what's uh Christina Sinclair? Christine Christina Sinclair? She's a beast. We're good at soccer. We we play. Uh, and <laughs> so apparently I'm on triple secret probation. And on the topic of probation, Tom Danks wrote in and said, at the risk of being put on double secret probation, I gotta ask, what is double secret probation? Tom, you don't want to fucking know. And for anyone that's newer to our show, anyone that writes in and cheats at like play one, remake one, erase one, which is the next segment we have coming up, or just says something completely blasphemous, you get put on double secret probation. And I have a list and the list is like, homer's revenge list fucking long it is a mile but once you get on double secret probation it is almost fucking impossible to get off and let me just say you don't ever want to get on double double secret probation that's that's when people start disappearing you don't want to you don't want that to fucking happen tom so you're not on double secret probation for asking but you're on secret probation so fucking straighten up and fly right tom Thanks um eden awaits 1981 wrote in and said here in the city of great britain ipa and craft beers have become pretty popular over the last 10 years or so i love a good ale what kind of beers do you get down your neck and do you have any favorites um you know what it's i don't know if it's been over the last 10 years or so but um yeah ipas and craft beers have become a pretty big deal over here too and i actually love like my girlfriend has always been an ipa fan and i wasn't for a while uh, I just liked like, I, I like MGD. I don't know if that's like a global brand or if that's just here in Canada, but that was probably my favorite, like big brand beer. Uh, but I've really gotten into IPAs and craft beers as well. I really like Analog Brewing here in Edmonton. They're delicious. And um, there's another one. What's it called? Best. Best. Ah, fuck. I'm sorry. Something at a, it's a, it's a local, it's a craft brewery out of Calgary. It's an IPA. It's like in a green and black can that I really, really like as well. Uh, yeah, I've grown quite, uh, fond of craft beers just taste better. Like the local breweries, like the big mass produced stuff. Like I can still drink MGD, but it's like water now. Like I want that. I want that. I want some flavorful fucking local beers. So, uh, yeah, IPA is actually probably my favorite beer now as well. I love IPAs. They're delicious. Uh, and Murat Pepper wrote in and said, hi, Adam, how are things in your city? Is everyone doing good? And is the comedy business booming again? I hope you're all doing well. And the COVID shenanigans end soon uh murat they are lifting all the restrictions in edmonton and in alberta as of uh tomorrow canada day july 1st by the time you guys hear this it'll be tomorrow or maybe it happened a long time ago if you're listening to this in the future um we're all a little i don't know if we're all a little i'm a little nervous about it but at the same time like it's been a year and a half i get my second shot today actually june 30th the day you guys are hearing this i get my second vaccine and i know some of you outside of canada might be like holy fuck what took you so long uh they're still just rolling that out here we we're we're a little bit slower than everybody else uh because they had to get the vaccines past the polar bears and the beavers that's the problem uh plus we all thought that maple syrup would fix the back would just fix covid and it didn't work um but things are good here it's fucking hot comedy is starting to come back it's the beginning of summer um and it sounds like we're all gonna be allowed to do stuff again soon so yeah things are good i'm in a good fucking mood today man i'm feeling great okay Thank you for asking. So a couple quick video game questions now. And if again, if you're new to the show, I don't always go that off topic and blowing into cartridge. I usually do one or two, but I just, I don't know. I felt like talking today. But we'll get into video games now, get the show back on track. Titan420 wrote in and said, like many others, I am disappointed in your ignorance of Dragon Ball, (laughs) especially since one of your favorite RPGs ever is the original Dragon Quest. Akira... Toriyama is the man who does all the artwork for every Dragon Quest game, who's also who wrote the original 42 volumes of the Dragon Ball manga. Holy fuck. Uh, Anyway, when are you going to do an episode on Dragon Quest, a.k.a. Dragon Warrior, as you like to call it? Well, it is what it's called. On the NES, it's Dragon Warrior. I know it's Dragon Quest, but it was Dragon Warrior. And for the record, that is the only Dragon Quest game I have played, is the original Dragon Warrior. And before you all write in and yell at me and say, i got to play more Dragon Quest, I've talked about this. I don't play a ton of... I, I'm very picky with my RPGs. I don't play a ton. They look good. I have no problem with them. Oh, and I've played Dragon Quest Builders 2, which is fucking rad. But uh, absolutely. I don't know when, but uh, I, I, my goal is by the end of 2021, we've covered the original Dragon Warrior on the podcast, because I love that fucking game. So it is coming. I promise. Dragon Ball, not so much. I don't think I'm ever going to get into Dragon Ball. Uh, Ro- Ryan Groinus. Wrote in and said, now I know I have the rose colored glasses of nostalgia on when it comes to retro games, but using my emulator and modified Genesis slash SNES minis, I don't remember them looking so choppy. I'm sure it has to do with modern TVs and HDMI. So my question to anyone who can help is, is there a resolution setting and maximum TV size you guys find is best for playing emulators slash retro consoles on modern technology? Thanks in advance um now i'm not the guy to answer this ryan because i am the fact that i'm able to get this this audio file onto the internet every week is a miracle beyond miracles i know nothing about tech now i will say i have my nes snes playstation and genesis minis all sitting there under my tv they may or may not have been modified a little bit as well and i play them on my modern television and i don't think they they look too bad they're squished obviously they don't go widescreen um Although, fuck, I, didn't, I wasn't able to read it this week, uh, But so I, and my apologies, because I could find it if I go look, but I don't have it right in front of me. One of you wrote in and said there's like a hacked version of Super Mario World where it's widescreen. I have not tried it yet, but that sounds dope, and I'm going to try it. Uh, but most of the time, it's in that square, like that 4x3 resolution, and the sides are just empty, and it seems to run pretty well. But I do know that's an issue with some people, so my suggestion, Ryan, because you wrote this in, you're obviously on Patreon uh, if you're not already over there, go into our Discord and post it in there. We have all kinds of nerds in our Discord. I'm sure somebody could help you out because I'm not entirely sure myself. But thank you for writing it. And finally, we'll wrap up its letter. T- or pardon me. Fuck, I screwed that up. We'll wrap up blowing in the cartridge with its letter time. Its letter time. And this week's letter comes in from Daniel, who says, Question or your opinion. What's your take on a subscription-based service as a whole? You said it's the way gaming is going, and I agree with you 100%. So I took a look at Ubisoft's subscription-based service, because I really want to play the Assassin's Creed games. I own Assassin's Creed Odyssey on my PS4, but I really want to play it on my laptop. Some games I really prefer to play on my laptop. I took a look at Steam to see how much it would cost to buy Odyssey. It was 80 bucks. Too much, I thought. But then I thought about Ubisoft, and for 20 bucks a month, I can play every Assassin's Creed game, including Valhalla, plus they're all gold editions or the deluxe versions. I just think it's better bang for my buck. Plus, if I beat them fast enough, I just saved hundreds of dollars. I know 20 bucks a month seems like a lot, but I don't think it is. Plus, you get the Far Cry games. I'm just wondering what your thoughts are about the Ubisoft subscription. Do you think it has value? And I also think people need to start thinking about subscription-based services for gaming because that could very well be the future of the business in the next 10 years or so. So, a couple people wrote in about subscription-based services. Uh, Someone wrote in asking if I thought PS Now needed to step their game up, and yes, I've been incredibly vocal about PlayStation Now. I I think the idea is cool, but I think the service is not nearly good enough. Um, I absolutely think subscription-based services is the the gaming of the future. At some point, we're just going to dedicate an episode of Expansion Pass to this, because we talk about this all the time. I am a long-time card-carrying member. I think subscription-based services are the way of the future. I think that's the way gaming is going. It's the way I want to play games. Having said that, I was incredibly critical of Ubisoft Plus a few weeks ago on our E3 review because I was like, how can you charge more than Game Pass for a slight fraction of the content Game Pass has for Ubisoft? But the reason I read your comment, Daniel, is I thought you actually brought up a good point. I personally... I think I I look at Ubisoft Plus and I'm like I am not giving you twenty dollars a month for that because I don't care about the Assassin's Creed games. Really, the only thing Ubisoft makes is that I'm interested in is Mario Rabbids, which I'm going to buy, and then the Far Cry games. But the thing is, I think for most people, be it PlayStation Now, be it Game Pass, be it Ubisoft Plus, be it EA Play, be whatever, insert your subscription service of choice here. I think you need to take a look at the content for yourself and decide is it worth. I don't is it worth your money? I don't think it's worth writing any of them off without looking at it. Cuz you bring up a, Daniel, you're totally right. If it's 80 bucks to buy Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey. You said it was $80 to buy Odyssey. Um or you can pay 20 bucks a month, get all the Assassin's Creeds plus all their DLC and everything. And so if it's $80 for Odyssey, you could get 4 months of Ubisoft Plus for that. How many games could you play in the four months? As long as you don't care about... The only reason to go against these subscription services, in my opinion, is if you prefer to own your media physically or digitally or whatever, if you like to own the game itself. Which, you know, hey, cheers, do yourself, do do whatever you want to do. But um, if you don't think that subscription services are the way gaming is going, I present Netflix as Exhibit A. I present Spotify and Apple Music as Exhibit B. There's all-you-can-read book or like Kobo now for like 10 bucks a month. That is the way gaming is going. Um, will you always be able to buy a copy of a game? I think at least for the rest of this generation, you'll certainly be able to. But I'm in the same logic as you, Daniel. Like, I would rather pay for four months of the subscription service than buy one video game. Uh, especially if the one video game I wanted to buy is included in that subscription service that I just bought four months of. So I still don't think Ubisoft Plus is worth my money, but you have kind of 180 me on it, Um and frankly I think I'm going to apply your logic to PlayStation Now as well. I've always been critical of PlayStation Now. I don't see enough in there to justify me giving them my money, but I think it has to be a player by player basis. I think you should have a look at what's in that subscription service model and and then decide. And Daniel like what you just said is my sales pitch for Game Pass too. Like why buy Gears 5? When you could get three months of Game Pass, get Gears Five, and get hundreds of other games. Why buy Assassin's Creed Odyssey when for eighty bucks you could get four months of it plus every other Assassin's Creed game? Um, I think there's arguments on both sides, but I you you made a great point, and I love subscription gaming, and I absolutely think it's the wave of the future, and I welcome it. I can't just like um, no, never mind. Well, just we'll end it there. I, I I love it. I think it's I think subscriptions gaming is awesome. I fucking adore it. Love it. I, yeah, fucking can't. Dude, honestly, if PlayStation Now is a better service, if Nintendo had a better, because right now they have NES and SNES Online, but I wish they would just add tons of their games to it, but they won't because they sell so well. I would be willing to pay literally $25 a month for Game Pass, $25 a month for PlayStation Now, $25 a month for a Nintendo service. So $75 a month for those three services if they were all quality. Because that's still the price of one new game. Like, I, w- I would give them that in a heartbeat. Because I, you know i have no problem buying a game a month i'd be all over that shit so yes love it there you go all right thank you to everyone that wrote in this week i appreciate it very very much we're getting more and more comments every week which is fucking awesome uh this is going to be a long intro so let's let's uh, let's change this up and let's get into our smash hit segment the unofficial official game show of remember the game industries play one remake one erase one And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. Uh, The rules are simple. You know it. Every week I give our listeners three three retro video games. They can play one as it was released. They can remake one as a modern game. The third game is erased forever. And as always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. And we'll get there in just a minute. Uh, And this time around, it's the Nintendo 64's 25th birthday. Or it was last week or whatever. It's right around now. Uh, So I figured, all right, we'll show the Nintendo 64 some love. I'm pretty critical of that thing, so we'll show it some love. And we're going with the the N64 Classics Edition of Play 1, Remake 1, Erase 1 this week. Our contestants are The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, Super Mario 64, and Mario Kart 64. Three of the heaviest of heavy hitters for the Nintendo 64. And according to our poll, the runaway answer this week, 40% of the vote, Play Mario, Remake Zelda, Erase Mario Kart. I'm not going to lie. This one was tough for me as well. I know this one was hard on everybody. I think very reluctantly, I I agree with that. With Play Mario, Remake Zelda, Erase Mario Kart. I I think I got to, yeah, that hurts. Because I love Mario Kart. But I think I got to agree. But we'll see if someone can change my mind. I'll read a few of your answers. We got 50 comments this week. (laughs) Thank you. Um, If you don't get read on the show, please understand. I can't read 50 fucking answers. But I, I, oh my God, it's so crazy. Um, thank you. And if I see a name that doesn't pop up often, I usually try to squeeze you in. Um, but there were so many this week that I'm sure some of you got missed. I did my best. All right. So here's a few of the answers that are not the right answer this week. Jared wrote in and said, it hurts, but I were to race Mario 64 as a 3D platformer. It's my least favorite from that era as Crash Bandicoot was better get there in a second remake Legend of Zelda into a Breath of the Wild style game and keep Mario Kart the same as it is it's still fantastic to this day now I agree remaking Ocarina of Time like Breath of the Wild will be awesome I agree that Mario Kart is still fantastic to this day I also I'm a huge Crash Bandicoot fan I've never hidden that fact I do not have the balls to go on the internet and say that Crash Bandicoot is better than Mario 64 I I, I'm not even disagreeing necessarily with you Jared. That is a spicy fucking take, my friend. And you can all get Jared if you want for five bucks. I'll give you his info. No, I'm just kidding. I don't sell their info for five bucks. But It's maybe 20, but uh, but no. I, re- I saw that comment, Jared, and I was like, you're getting on the show. That's a hot fucking take. I respect that. Uh, Chris Knife 7 wrote in and said, this is the hardest one yet. Three of the best games of all time here. I hate saying this, but play Zelda because I don't want it to change. Remake Mario 64 as that camera could easily be improved. And erase Mario Kart since there are already arguably several better versions. Um, this is not the order that I would go with, but you're not wrong. The camera in Mario 64 could do some work, and there are better versions of Mario Kart. I like that's the thing, is I don't feel like there's a wrong answer this week. It just comes down to basically which of these three games can you live without? That's basically what it comes down to. And you're right, Chris Knife, which is why I agree I would also erase Mario Kart reluctantly because there are so many other versions of Mario Kart. Plucky Beast wrote in and said, Play Mario Kart, as it plays great and it led to Double Dash on the GameCube, which is epic. I agree. Remake Mario to fix the camera and controls to bring it in line with modern 3D Mario games. Sadly, erase Zelda. 3D Zelda games just don't capture the same gameplay as the two overhead, 2D overhead style, though respect to those with the opposite opinion. I, I agree with that, Plucky. And I I considered I long and hard thought about erasing Ocarina of Time. Because I don't love 3D Zelda by and large either. I much prefer the 2D overhead Zelda. But I just like. I have to <laughs> I have to read the the replies and i don't want to deal with the backlash if i come on here and erase ocarina of time but i i absolutely agree with you i prefer 2d overhead zelda as well by a large myself uh, a couple more here jerry robinson Wrote in and said, You asshole. <laughs> but I love <laughs> but I love your work. So as a fellow hot dog and 420 consultant, I'll go with this. Play Mario Kart 64 as is clearly one of, if not the best Mario Kart game in history. I'll take that to my grave. Especially since I always played as Luigi and hearing Toad's Yahoo pissed me off. It was so annoying. I love Yet Toads Yahoo. I would love to see Mario 64 remake with the graphics they did for Mario Odyssey and Galaxy. Uh, it would make anyone who loved those games with, uh, get a hard-on or wet. <laughs> Fuck, wow, Jesus. And, and then erase Zelda. I like Zelda, but not versus two of Nintendo 64's best. That's a fair point too. Is like I Ocarina of Time is my least favorite of these three games. So I could absolutely live with erasing it just on that. You know, One of them has to go. I can get on board with that as well. Uh what great what great gaming wrote in and said play Zelda. It's the best of the three. It already had a minor remake on the 3DS. So we just had someone say that Zelda's the worst of the three. And now what great gaming is like it's the best of the three. See, this is why I to me the best play one remake one erase ones are the ones where i come up with three games where it's so controversial it's so tight like this i love that so what great gaming play zelda it's the best of the three remake mario 64 still a great game but after replaying it on mario all stars the camera has shown its age just a remake with better fidelity and camera controls would make it amazing and then erase mario kart 64 so many other mario karts and mario kart 8 deluxe is the shit that's the thing. I I, 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 kind of under, I, get where I kind of agree with you, WGG. like Mario Kart 8 really does kind of make the other Mario Karts a little bit indispensable. And I love Mario Kart. I don't want to erase it, but I, you're kind of right. Uh, Stupid Monkey wrote in and said, play Mario Kart. Sure, there are newer and objectively better ones, but this one will always be a classic that holds up remake ocarina of time the game is still great but hasn't aged that well but with some solid cleanup and polish it could be great once again and then erase mario 64 sure it's a pathfinder but between frustrating controls bad cameras and the fact that we have the far far superior mario odyssey it could be flushed down the pipe and never seen again and i think that's something that can be said for all these too like you could argue that all three of these are great you could argue that all three of these could use a remake well maybe not mario kart um and you could argue that all three of these we have better iterations I think Breath of the Wild is better than Ocarina of Time, Mario Odyssey is better than Mario 64, and Mario Kart Deluxe is better than Super Mario, or Mario Kart 64. So you can, I can live with that with any of them, like, I don't know if there is a wrong answer this week. Candido wrote in and said, last one of the non, the not my answers, I don't want to say even the wrong answers, because I don't feel like there is one. Candido wrote in and said, play Mario Kart 64, just go play it, Now. Remake Mario 64. For the love of God, just change the flying mechanism. I replayed this recently on the Switch and almost popped a blood vessel. It's the only thing that keeps me from 100%ing it. I don't know how you Cycles complete this game without going into cardiac arrest. The game is already so much better without having to use the N64 controller. Give this OG the remake it deserves and then erase Ocarina. This is one was hard for me, as I'm a huge Zelda fan. However, this game just really didn't do it for me. I've played it a bunch of times in hopes that I could convince myself to love it, and to be honest, I don't think i'll ever pick it up again i wouldn't miss it in the same way i would have linked to the past or wind waker um first of all i also like wind waker and link to the past better but yeah you know what i because i never liked i mean listen we've covered my history with mario 64 substantially i never liked it back in the day playing it on the 3d all-stars pack i liked it substantially better um i didn't think the camera was as bad with dual analog sticks to work with but the flying fucking sucks i i 12 out of 10. I agree. Just fix the flying. Uh, but I wouldn't go with any of those. I would go with Play Mario, Remake Zelda, and Reluctantly Erase Mario Kart, which was the majority vote this week. A couple of you wrote in with the same object, or logic part of me. Ben Bulieu wrote in and said, Play Mario 64 because it's one of the greatest 3D platformers of all time and it still holds up today. Remake Zelda because it could use updated graphics and I believe Nintendo could really flesh this game out. And even though I think Mario Kart 64 is the funnest Mario Kart, it isn't the best one and I get bored of kart racers quickly. Erase it. And Sean Byron wrote in, and said, after the butte of a remake that was Link's Awakening, I just want more Zelda remakes. I would erase Mario Kart 64 as long as we get to keep Double Dash, as it is objectively the pinnacle of kart games. Mario 64 is one of the first games I ever played on Nintendo, so I'd keep it as it is. God, I love that so many of you love Double Dash. God, I love that game. And Tunable Power. Said I would play Mario because I love that game, so many memories. Remake Zelda because that game brought, uh, brought up to today's graphics would be phenomenal. And goodbye, Mario Kart 64. I will just play Mario Kart 8. And that fuck, I hate erasing Mario Kart 64, but Mario Kart 8 just makes it so. Uh it just it's so much better. It is. So that yeah, I agree with all your orders. I personally would play Mario 64 we reconciled our differences when i played it on mario 3d all-stars with the pro controller and realized what it was like to play with an actual controller i do think remaking it would be rad and making the fucking fixing the goddamn flying controls would be so much better um i think i'd rather use my remake on zelda i think that's and there's something about the blockiness in mario 64 that is almost part of its charm you know So I would remake The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time because I think it's one of the coolest games in the Zelda series, but I fucking hate playing it. The 3DS version is better, but I don't love either version. I think the controls kind of suck. I don't love it. I would love to see it just brand new, just Breath of the Wild version, absolutely. The old school version would still exist for you traditionalists, and then people that hate the way it controls would be able to play it like me with a new version. And then I'd erase Mario Kart 64. I love this game so much, but like a bunch of you said, It's just been done infinitely better. The series would still exist without Mario Kart 64. It probably leaves the smallest hole in its franchise's library if you erase it compared to Ocarina of Time and Mario Kart 64. So, God, it's like I'm crying as I put the bullet in its head. Like, I don't want to do this, but fuck. Fuck me and my own fucking rules for this stupid show. Good stuff. Thank you to everyone that played this week uh let's get into what i've been playing over the last seven days and then we'll talk some super mario kart uh i actually been playing quite a bit for the last seven days i've been home it's been kind of warm here so i haven't been taking molly for as many walks because like, fucking take care of your dogs when it's this hot don't be stupid uh so i finished ratchet and clank rift apart 100 when i say 100% of it i didn't platinum it i 100 percented of the campaign and found like all the info bots and got all the guns and stuff like that i did not platinum it though uh, it was pretty good. I'm gonna review it on Expansion Pass this Sunday. It's a pretty good game. I also finished the Yuffie DLC for Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, I'm not gonna review that on the show. I would. I thought about it, but like I, I basically did everything in that, or pretty close, and it only took me about eight hours. Um, there's really just not a lot there to review on an episode of Expansion Pass. If you're asking me what I would I recommend you buy it, I would say wait for it to go on sale, unless you're like a diehard. Die Hard fan Final Fantasy 7 remake was my game of the year last year I fucking love that game and the Yuffie DLC is really good Yuffie is cool it's a little bit annoying but she's a teenage girl she's supposed to be kind of annoying uh the combat is dope she handles great like fucking great there's an awesome little mini game in the in the DLC pack based on the Fort Condor segment from the original game if you ever played that which is actually pretty fun um there's just not a lot there It's a lot of combat. Like, the last third of the game is basically just fight, 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 fight. Like, you don't really even walk that much. You're basically just on a conveyor belt fighting enemies. Um, I would give it probably about a 7 out of 10. So I I would say if you're, you know, if if you've got the extra cash and you're a huge fan of Remake, pick it up. But if you're only casually, if you're on the fence about it, I would wait for it to go on sale because there's not a lot there. It 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 wasn't necessary. It was fun, but it wasn't necessary. That's all. The coolest thing about it is just getting to play as Yuffie and seeing how her combat handles. That's all. Um, I've gone back to Returnal on the PS5 because I never beat it because when Ratchet and Clank came out, I put Returnal aside so I could beat Ratchet and Clank and finish that off. But now I've gone back to Returnal and I fuck I love that game. I forgot how much I love that game. Uh, And then I started playing Jet Set Radio for the Dreamcast as it won the Patreon poll for June. And so you'll be getting an episode on in the next couple of weeks. And I'm not going to say a goddamn thing about my opinions. I'm going to save it for the podcast because that's good marketing. You guys will have to wait for the podcast to hear what I think about it. Oh, yeah. And then I'm still playing. Oh, fuck. And I'm playing Mario Golf, which I forgot to even put that in my notes. I I was playing through the single player campaign and like really not liking it and thinking like this kind of sucks. Once I started playing it online with people, it did turn out to be a lot more fun. I'm I'm. I'm not quite sure. We are going to review it on the podcast in a few weeks on Expansion Pass. I'm not quite sure what I think of it yet. There's some stuff about it I like. There's some stuff about it I hate. Uh, I'm just going to say jury's out right now. I need to spend some more time with it. That's all. So I, as of now, I own Toadstool Tour, which is the Mario Golf for the GameCube. And I, I prefer that to this one so far. Outside of the fact that I can't play it online, obviously. But overall, I think I prefer the old one so, so far. But we'll give it more time. We'll see, all right? That's what I've been playing, lots of stuff. Uh, let's get into Mario Kart. That's why you are here. It's time for the main event, Super Mario Kart. As you know, I like to give some of you nerds a chance to share your thoughts and opinions on games before my guest and I hijack the conversation and talk about it. And we got a lot of write-ins this week, so we're gonna bomb through a bunch of these. Joel LeBlanc wrote in and said, I remember the time trading my Sega Genesis with a friend for the weekend and, uh, for her Super Nintendo, and the game she had was Super Mario Kart. Mario had his racing game, but Sonic didn't. That was the big deal. To play this game today is a little bit more difficult. The physics are very different than the new era, but I'm still not that bad at it. And you know what, Joel? We get into that a little bit on the show. I know there's like Sonic Team Racing, but I was floored that Sonic didn't get racing back then, like to compete with Mario Kart. I that's a, I agree with you. We get, we'll get into that in a few minutes. I'm I, That always blew me away that that wasn't a bigger thing. He's supposed to be the fast guy. How is he not the racing guy? Anyway, tunable power. Said my memories of this game are me and my brothers fighting with each other constantly and just trash talking each other. Of course, that's if you didn't come to blows over battle mode at least once, did you even like? What the fuck did you do as a kid? I agree with the, yeah, of course. Uh Stu wrote in and said, What a game. Maybe the pinnacle of my childhood gaming. Nothing is more satisfying than jumping a wall in battle mode as a red shell is hot on your heels. That's something else we bring up, Stu, and how orgasmic that feeling is of like waiting out a red shell and then jumping over the wall and saving your own ass. Ah, oh, fuck yeah. Andre SJA Flash wrote in and said, All I'm going to say here is that this game has not aged well at all. I don't give a damn what anyone says. It was great for its time. It opened up a new genre, but we've come a long way. And the next game in the series, Mario Kart 64, was light years better. Adam, feel free to give everyone my address. I want all the smoke. (laughs) I love you, Flash. Um, I will say I agree that Mario Kart 64 is better. Substantially better. I, I'm also going to say, as you're about to hear in the show, I'll disagree. I still think Mario Kart plays today, but it takes, a, it takes a little bit of time. I play Super Mario Kart probably once a year. Like, I've played it through on my Switch a couple of times since I got it. I Like, I'm not talking out of my ass. I play it regularly. It's It it takes some time, but once the muscle memory comes back, then you're okay. It just, I agree that, like, if you've never played it, and you don't have that muscle memory somewhere locked in your brain, you you might be fucked. But if you do have it... Give it a little bit of time and it will click again. At least it did for me. I, I so I'll disagree with you there, but absolutely Mario Kart sixty four leaps and bounds. Like I think Mario Kart sixty four is a better game than Mario sixty four or Ocarina of Time myself. I think it's the better of the. I think it's the best game of the three, personally speaking. A couple more. Captain Ends Mega Man wrote in and said this game shouldn't have been as fun as it was, but everything about it just meshed so well to create the best kart racing game of all time. I would say it created the best car racing series. I don't know if I would say it's the best, but I do agree with you. It should not have been nearly as fun as it was. It shouldn't have worked. It should have been such a stupid game. And instead it became one of the most influential games of all time. It's incredible. And then finally, Sean Radford wrote in and said, I absolutely love this game so damn much. This version of Rainbow Road will forever haunt me though. Fucking right, Sean. I don't get what anyone says. This is still maybe the toughest Rainbow Road. And we'll get into all that right now. I'm going to queue up some iconic, well, you know what? Maybe I'll queue up the Rainbow Road music. There it is. Uh, and when the music stops, my buddy Kate and I are going to talk about Super fucking Mario Kart, which originally released in North America on the Super Nintendo on September 1st, 1992, and it changed the business forever. Enjoy the episode, everybody. Let's go cow will cow 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 Okay, joining me via the blank phone this week for one of our, uh, I don't know if it's famous or infamous, I, don't, I can't decide the word, one of our, uh, <laughs> w- one of our revisited episodes, it could be famous or infamous, you can decide amongst yourselves, uh, is my good friend returning to the show Celebrity, one of the Remember the Game favorites, uh, and that is my good buddy Kate. How's it hanging, buddy?
1: Pretty good, how are you? Thanks uh, for having me again.
0: Thank you for coming back, and I'm a little bit warm. But uh, Yep, it
1: is. Uh, it's a little ridiculous here right now. Yeah.
0: And it's so funny. I don't want to like we're not going to fucking complain about it for too long. But like <laughs> we're recording this on Sunday evening and the episode will go live on Wednesday, which my understanding is it's going to be even hotter here on Wednesday. Than it is right now And I know like I did a podcast With uh, some folks down in Orlando today Online I, I was on their podcast And they were like yo it's this hot like all the time Here and I was like you're all freaks For all of you that are like oh my god how How's Edmonton complaining that it's like 30 degrees I'm like we don't do fucking heat here Okay we do cold and then not Cold we don't do yeah, heat and the,
1: the problem is too is that half the people Who live here probably more than half honestly Don't have air conditioning so people Are just passed out on their couch right now trying to breathe
0: yeah and that's the other thing is i've had people be like how do you guys not have air conditioning but i'm like dude we literally have like two months out of the year where you even consider turning it on that's why we don't have air conditioning we're eskimos and
1: and and during those months it's raining half the time so really you just open your window and you're
0: good yeah so fuck off all you haters (laughs) that's basically the point thank you for listening we'll talk to you yet no um So we're revisiting, and uh, I just want to state, as I'm sure i have said in the intro, as I'll keep saying on these revisited episodes, we're not doing revisited episodes because I think the original episodes suck or anything like that. These aren't slights of the original guests. The show has just come a long way, and I want to give some of the classic games we covered in its infant days it's due. We've already done Super Mario World, Mario RPG, uh, Turtles in Time, Goldeneye, and Link to the Past, I think? Question mark? Anyway, this week we're talking motherfucking Super Mario Kart for the super nintendo and uh i actually only decided we were going to cover this game a few days ago and then i sent a text to kate and was like yo do you want to come on knowing goddamn well that because kate has a little bit of taste in class she'll have grown up playing super mario kart just like everybody else i didn't even have to ask you if you were ready to talk mario kart because i was like who can't talk this is like kate am i like this feels like just one of those one of those rare games that like everybody has played super mario kart everybody
1: for sure it's it's like a grown-up classic for sure everyone our age has played it yeah it's been you've gotten a chance it's been remade at least twice or like put out put it ported out like on the Wii and stuff so younger kids have played it for sure younger generations I guess everyone's old now aren't they everyone's Um, old now but yeah this is just it's the quintessential I mean you know that I had a Sega growing up and didn't get a Super Nintendo till a little bit later yeah but Either way, one of your friends had this game.
0: Yeah, it's wild because, like, I I don't think you can say that about, like, Zelda. And I'm not shitting on Zelda, but I don't think you can say, like, everybody played Zelda. Because I don't think everybody did. I feel
1: like... like, And with Zelda, too, it's not... You're playing... You're always playing by yourself and people getting together and, like, as friends in the upstairs games room or the basement or whatever, you're probably not going to sit around and really play Zelda because only one of you can play.
0: Right that's a good point you're right whereas like this mario like these are the these are the the quintessentials yeah and mario kart dude i like everyone listening to this show knows that i have like the hardest of hard-ons for mario kart i've loved this franchise i play them all i adore all of them except maybe mario kart wii but we won't get into that today (laughs) um this one like obviously this is the one that started it all and and i to this day think like i've played this game dude like you said kate it's on your your super nintendo it's on the 3ds it's on the wii it's on the wii u it's on your switch for the snes online it's on the snes classic like this game is fucking everywhere and every single time i get a chance to sit down and replay this game i do it and it's funny because as a kid it took me fucking months 100% to 100% this game and get all the gold trophies and everything and now like sure. within about a day i'm like all right this is done i don't know because i don't feel like i've gotten better at video games but i don't find this one as difficult and i think a big part of that and i like it's hard to shit on this game for it but like i don't know if you've played this recently i don't think it's aged poorly but it's fucking slow <laughs> like it
1: yeah is, i it is slow and i'm not gonna lie it's hard to look at yeah yeah like i I thought my eyes were going to fall out of my head replaying this the other day.
0: Yeah, and it's it's funny because like I don't think it looks bad. I've always yeah. loved the sprites in this game. I think they look so yeah. cool. But you're right, like that. It's that fucking the way that the background. I don't know what it's called. I don't know enough about technology. It's the same kind of thing that F Zero uses, where the background is always spinning around and shit.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And yeah, you're right. There's a few courses like Rainbow Road. Fucking. Oh like well, I think there's multiple rainbow roads in this one, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's just one. I could have sworn there was. Anyway, but rainbow road fucks with you in this game, like hard, hard. For Anything sure. where there's a lot of flashing colors, I agree with you. Yeah, it's, it's weird, it's,
1: especially. Uh, it's kind mean? of a an epileptic game.
0: Yeah, especially on the TV. Like if you play it on your Switch or on your 3DS, like small, it's not too bad. But when you blow it up on a giant, you know, fifty, sixty inch fucking bright, colorful television, uh, it's. <laughs> Some of the courses like the, you know, like the 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 donut plains and the Koopa Beach and it's like the the more monotone color ones aren't too bad but yeah, you get into like Bowser's Castle and then especially yeah. Rainbow Road and they fucking they they fuck with you. Um For sure. But now I'll ask you then cuz you said you replayed it the other like how and I, and and I welcome any opinion. How do you feel like does it how do you feel like it holds to like handles today? Like it was did you find it like did you find the mechanics they're still good or did you find it kind of not good fuck I see so
1: I, I it I played it on my switch uh, on our living room TV so I honestly it took me a game or two to get into it and that was playing on 50 cc's like I hadn't played this game I couldn't tell you the last time I played it right and i could not figure out how to play like i just was crashing into walls repeatedly Mm -hmm. so it definitely took me a minute to get into it but like once i figured it out and was used to it again honestly i it was fun to play like it felt like any well i guess not any mario kart game since any mario kart game is 20 30 years older than this but honestly like it it felt like normal
0: yeah i i I agree with you i like same thing the first time i sat down and like because i play this game regularly but uh every time i fired up and i you know like and i just do the traditional like i i I 100% all the 50s and then all the 100s and all the 150s and uh 50 is like almost uh almost boring it's so easy once you know how to play it but that first the first couple races uh, it's, it's 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 it feels very uh, archaic and very stiff. And it's funny because a lot of people will say that, like, "Wow, well, the original Mario Kart isn't very playable today. But I'm like, if you just grind to that first couple of tracks and just yeah. get get that muscle memory back, I'd, I'd, I disagree. I agree with you 100%. This game is as playable today as it was in the 90s. It just feels archaic until you get back into, like, reset your mind to, like, 1992 or whatever the fuck it was the year this thing came out again.
1: And the thing is, they're, like, Nintendo's formula obviously works really well. The The game, a lot of the handling, the controls are pretty pretty similar to what we have today. Like, you, this game started with, like, the power sliding or whatever it's called and, like, mm-hmm. the drifting and stuff like that. Like, it had all of that. And yeah. This is, what, like, early 90s this came out? Yeah. So, like, they, it, it plays just like a game today, just maybe a little less complicated, I suppose, but it was still, it was, it plays pretty much the
0: same. Yeah, it's like it's a little stiff, and like the thing I find the most with it today is it's just even at its highest speed, the 150. Uh, like yeah. as a kid, I got I like I have memories burned into my. I feel like this is one of the games that invented, like, is responsible for the rage that I have even today when <laughs> I game because I remember trying 100 percent all 150 cups as a kid or gold gold trophy them or whatever, and you you could tie and get first place in this you didn't have to beat all your opponents out right you just had to have a t- at least a tie for the highest score when you finish yeah. the gp and so like it's very easy as a child like or whenever that like when you're going into the final track on a cup you're like okay all i have to do is finish at least third or all i have to yeah. do is beat koopa troopa and then i'll know i'll be tied at least for first and i rem- dude i'll tell you i have like vivid memories of being stuck on trying to fucking get the last final couple gold trophies on 150 and just being fucking livid because I'd get so close and I would die and then I'd have to, you know, or I'd lose. And and that was the most frustrating thing was, like, if I realized that I couldn't win and get my gold trophy, then I would take a dive and finish in, like, fifth.
1: Yeah.
0: And now I could use one of my lives and start over again. Um, yeah. But I vividly remember that fucking rage. And playing it now, it's it just... It's not a fault of it. It's just obviously the Super Nintendo is not going to be able to put out the same frame rate and blah 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 as consoles today. And like it, it never feels fast to me. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that like even on 150, I don't find it to be that much. It just feels very slow today. Yeah, yeah.
1: I I agree. It is way slower, and because like the levels they're so much shorter too. Oh, because this has you have more laps in these in these ones than you did. You yeah. have three laps now, right? But I uh, I can definitely relate with your rage. The good thing about this 30 years ago is that if you're ever angry at it and you throw it across your room, it's going to be playable again. But today, <laughs> your, your your Switch is not going to make it, I don't think.
0: No, it's a horrible habit that like I've tried to break to limited success. Oh, no, you're
1: not supposed to break it. That's the point. Uh, yeah, touche. Because
0: <laughs> you're right. The super dental controller was a fucking brick. You could whip that yeah. thing. And it was invincible um but yeah like this i forgot dude you're right it's got like five laps or something for most courses and a lap is like there's a couple like what am i like i love koopa beach i yeah. love those courses i like the music i like the way you can go into the deep water i like the seaweed and um th- there's not a lot of beach like obviously as you get into later uh mario kart games they got away from the like four or five variants of the same course in the game like they did in this one where there's a bunch of koopa beaches and a bunch of bowser's castles every yeah. course has like a theme as you get later um but like i love the koopa beach courses and it's fucking insane how you're like finishing laps in like 15 seconds like just exactly. ripping around as i've totally forgot about that every time i turn it on i'm like fuck this is a fast game like it is not not a long game at all
1: exactly it would when i first played it and it gave me the splits and my laps were like 22 23 seconds long i was like okay that was the fastest thing ever
0: yeah like it's it's and it's so funny because as a kid they just seemed like they took forever exactly but it, we just didn't have anything to compare it to is all it is i don't know yeah right. so uh i gotta ask who is who, do you have a main um, i say that in air quotes because i don't want to sound like a smat, like a fighter gate, like uh who's your main <laughs> character but do you have a main in this game
1: So I was trying to think back to when I played because I never actually owned this game. I actually bought a card of it like 10 years ago. So I own it now, but I didn't own it in the 90s uh, for my Super Nintendo. So I used to play it with my friend. Um, I know that he used to be obsessed with Princess Peach, and so I was never allowed to be Peach. So you take what you will from that. Um, But I'm pretty sure that when I used to play, I would either probably be Yoshi or I've always had a little affinity for Toad just cuz I think Toad is stupid. And so that's what that's why I was playing with this past week is stupid Toad. It's why do you think
0: Toad is stupid?
1: I don't know. I just I've always just thought Toad is just a dumb character. And like and not to say I don't like Toad cuz I like Toad in every Mario game, but just I think maybe cuz I've been playing um Super Mario or Mario World 3D with Uh, kellyanne and i've been playing toad and toad just makes such stupid noises
0: yes he does And so
1: i think it's just just stupid toad like if i look on the screen it probably says stupid toad because (laughs) it's been ingrained into my brain as stupid toad
0: it's funny you say that because like i almost like super mario brothers 2 on the nes mario 3d world mario kart 64 a lot of games where i can pick toad i also play as toad and i i don't know what it is about him i like i like his giant head I just yeah, think it looks so look goofy. Yeah. Like when you're playing Mario, like when you, this, when you're playing super Mario Kart, like when you're behind, I literally all, like to me, the only characters that look really cool from the back in this game are Toad and Bowser. Cause Bowser's yeah. got his big spiky shell and Toad just has that giant fucking glowing yeah. head. <laughs> and it's funny. Cause at this point we didn't know, dude. Oh my God. I do remember this. Do you remember watching the super Mario brothers super show and Toad yeah. had like a pretty gruff voice? Yep, and like now we all know Toad is like, wahoo, like that fucking <laughs> that stupid high pitched cracky voice that he has. But like I remember yep. playing this and thinking he had the voice from like the cartoon, the like you know that that more gruff voice. Uh, it's funny yeah. you say Yoshi and Toad because those are kind of those are my two go tos in this game as well. Um, as much yeah. as I fucking fucking Yoshi, because um, <laughs> if you never played it, well I, I can't imagine everyone's played it. But if you didn't know, like Mario and Luigi are a class peach and toadstool are a part of me peach and yoshi are i guess she's still princess toadstool in this game but toadstool and yoshi are a class um koopa troopa and toad are a class and then donkey kong and bowser and mario and luigi are boring um princess and, and yoshi have like really badass acceleration which i i fucking love uh toad and koopa troopa don't slow down much when they go off the tracks and then i'll tell you man like if you've never tried it If you can get good with Bowser or Donkey Kong Jr., because they slow down so much when they go off the track or get hit by an item, if you can get good with them and get them up to top speed and get moving, they're unbeatable. Like, they're almost game-breakingly fast. It's just so difficult to keep them at that high speed. I think
1: I would be lying if I ever said that I had played with Bowser or Donkey Kong, because I'm sure I hadn't.
0: Well, they just they drag so much like when you hit the yeah. like the, like the blah, 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 blah like everyone else you can be in first with them and like like you know when you because you know wherever you finish the previous race is where you started the pole on the next race yeah and you can start out like a number one with bowser or dk and like at zero and everyone goes everyone blows by you unless you hit like it's everyone like they just yeah. drag so much ass but once they get moving dude they fucking fly and i will say uh, the point I'm trying to make here is that, like, I actually think it's quite incredible that a game as old as this, they found a way to make those four distinct classes handle so differently from each other. With the like, facts are facts. They only had a limited amount of options for what they could do with how these guys handled. You know, it's not like today where you could play with the frame rates and blah 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 so much. They could only do so much, and each of the four classes handle completely different from each other, which I think is awesome because it gives you a little bit of replay value.
1: Yeah, um, which I'm. I'm not going to lie too, when it comes to that and playing as a kid in the 90s, I would say that the only thing I probably would have realized back then is that I thought Bowser and Donkey Kong were slow and I knew that Princess, what must have been fast since my friend wouldn't let me be Princess, but other than that, as a kid, I don't know if I would have actually noticed that they were different. I just would have assumed that I either sucked with one character just because I didn't like the character or I just didn't use Mario and Luigi because no one uses Mario and Luigi but yeah I don't think I would have actually realized that as a kid
0: Well I like I remember being in the instruction manual and I was one of those kids that like took the instruction manuals into the bathroom and like I would just like I would read, and like took them to school <laughs> took them into the bathroom yeah, read them in bed took them on road trips like instead yeah, of packing enough. books I'd just throw all my instruction manuals in the fucking god i was this is why i had no friends what a fucking loser um (laughs) but no i I remember explaining it because yeah otherwise i agree with you like to me the only thing you'd really notice i think is if you ever did play as donkey kong or bowser you'd be like holy christ they accelerate slow because they fucking take forever and in battle mode which we'll get to in a second because battle mode in this game is fucking legendary um in battle mode those two are useless because once you get hit, it, like it just blah blah, blah 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 to get going again, yeah, it's it's fucking brutal. It's
1: impossible.
0: Um One of the things I actually hate about this game—I don't say I hate—but one of the things I, I don't love about this game. Do you remember that each ca- uh, character had like their a special weapon, and that was like the only item they used?
1: Yeah, like the computer characters. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I hated that because I like that. Like I like it how it is today, where they all get like the same items you get. And you never yeah. know what they're going to throw. And I'm, I've never understood why they made that decision. Like, because the only cool item that anyone has is the shrink, the poisonous mushrooms. Yeah. That you would, I don't know about you, like, you tell me you hit them on purpose once in a while.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I don't
0: know why it was so, I don't know why. Like, it sucked so hard to be small and that people would run over you or you'd go slow. But it was just so, there was something about hitting those mushrooms. I used to go out of my way to run over every mushroom I could. And I, I don't know, freak. I'm a freak. Um, nah,
1: that's, that, that's fair when I first when I first started playing it last week after you texted me I hit the mushrooms on purpose just so I could handle the freaking game for my first few tries once uh, I figured out it made me small it made me nice and slow and I could figure out how to play again that's true god I, I sound so old saying that god
0: <laughs> no but you're right because like it's <laughs> like even like the way it handles like the turns and stuff like that because like they were <laughs> it's so funny I don't know, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Cause I don't think the game looks bad, but I remember as a kid being like, look at this. And now like they're trying to make the walls 3d, but the walls are all completely flat. And yeah. it's just like when you hit them, they're like, Oh, that's a, those are bricks that aren't actually off the screen at all. Um, yeah. and I never understood why they, I mean, I guess maybe the super Nintendo couldn't handle it or something. I don't know, but I never understood why they never raised them off the ground at all. But like, yeah. Cause there's a few tracks like the first, couple of tracks are pretty easy but once you start to like to me bowser's castles are my favorite tracks but they're also the ones that can do the most damage if you take like a wrong turn and get stuck on a corner
1: or something yeah or or just slide slightly the wrong way and you're in the lava for four seconds yeah
0: waiting on fucking slow ass to come get you or the fucking oh or when you get uh, when you get stuck in a thwomp when they come down and you'd fucking you drive into like a wall of four thwamps. And then bomp, bomp, I, I, bomp, bomp. right okay so it's not just because I was like am I just dumb <laughs> like is every other kid got the patience to just let go of the gas and just wait for the thwamps to go up cuz I'm the nope. one that just like fucking and I'm like eventually I'll get through and you're not you're not getting anywhere until they lift up. Oh. Yep. Oh or when you fucking when you oh when you get hit by something as you're coming up to the thwomps so then you're dragging ass as you go underneath them and then they squash you and everyone is just blowing by and you're like just bending over like does anyone else want to turn fuck me this fucking game <laughs> bowser's castle they will fuck you over so hard but there are some of my favorite tracks of the game when they yeah. don't fuck you over Ugh. exactly god damn. and i like the music in bowser's castle too
1: but honestly, the music in this entire game, As the literally the first thing when you texted me, I started singing the music. Yeah. Like, I was just sitting, walking around humming the music to this game, which I don't think, if you played this as a kid, I don't think anyone can forget the music for this game. It's mm. so good.
0: Even just that, like, the title track, like that, like... Well, I'm not going to hum it. You guys have already. I'm sure I've already played it. I'm sure by the time you get to this point in the podcast, I've already played it. But that initial like, da 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 like everybody fucking yeah. that, that iconic screen. Dude, I remember, it's funny, I don't know if you're going to remember this. You, you'll remember this. Sega used to have a commercial, because remember they used to do the commercials where they just shit on Nintendo, and Sega yeah. does what Nintendo don't and stuff. Do you remember the one where they showed like the Sonic game, and it was a car strapped to like the back of a race car, and it took off? and then they had the old beater van with the tv attached to it and that showed super mario kart like the front title yep. screen. do you remember yeah you remember that yeah i understand what sega was trying to do but every time i saw that commercial it just made me want to go play mario kart because i saw the yeah, title exactly. screen and i was like
1: yeah
0: <laughs> ah, fuck fucking sega um oh, smear campaign but you're right the soundtrack fucking bangs in this game um the poison mushrooms are cool. Everybody else is, oh, dude, I think I ranted about this like 150 episodes ago when we talked about this <laughs> game the first time, but Mario Luigi getting nonstop stars compared to everybody else's items is a load of ass. That is such crap. Do you remember that? Agreed.
1: Yep. Oh, and you'd the fu- problem with everyone having the same item, yeah.
0: They'd be on your ass, and you just constantly hear that, like dun, 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 like that fucking star music, star music, yep. star music, and you're like bullshit. Like at least make them pick up a box or something, because I I don't know if they were preset. I think they were, but when you'd play as a character, you always had like a rival. Like there was always one character that would be at the front every, you know. And I get, I think every game is like that because yeah, that way it's not just completely random and they all have like eight points at the end. Like you need to you need to have a couple people that are contending, right? But uh you need
1: to have someone to swear at every time you you beat one level in the in the Grand Prix or whatever. You need to have be someone to be like how the hell is Koopa still in second or how is yeah. Koopa beating me like every single time. You
0: had to know that by the final track you had to know who all your focus. You were like I don't even have to win. I just have to beat Donkey Kong and yeah. then I win this track. But Whenever you played as a character where you ran up against Mario or Luigi as your fucking rival, oh, I, again, I can, I can, I can almost feel the rage all these years later because it was just so unfair that it was just star, star, star. And if you're near the, and then you're getting fucking coins and ghosts, fucking useless, that feather. Actually, the feather was pretty dope. The feather was, because the, dude, this is the only one that had the feather. Oh, that's a good point.
1: Well, cause now they have like, they have that little music box thing that can, that can hit shells and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the, I don't know that anyone else, cause uh, would any of the other game I mean, I guess you could use the feather in any of the new ones, but yeah, this is the only one with the feather.
0: The feather was so game breaking if you knew where to use it. Cause oh, like if you sure. jumped at the wrong time. You just jumped out of bounds, even though it didn't say yeah. out of bounds, you just had to stop and wait for fuck face with his fishing pole to come get you. But like, and I'm, and I'm sure I'm not the only one thinking of it right now, the ghost house. That one ghost yep. house where you come around that corner and then there's that long, narrow platform. Yeah. And if you have a mushroom, or pardon me, if you have a a, 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 a a feather, then you jump onto that little narrow platform. And if you stick it, you've won the race. Like no one is going to fucking catch you because the computer never uses the shortcuts. Yeah. Um, I always loved that. Because like every other, dude, I just thought of this. Because like every other game, Mario 64 had shortcuts that like they didn't need like do you remember the the one beach one where you'd hit the ramp and you had to go through the cave through the yep you're right like they had actual shortcuts this game the entire track is just right there that you can see on the top half of the screen if you're playing it by yourself there really wasn't anywhere to hide shortcuts so the feather was kind of like if you got it you got an opportunity to shortcut i love the fucking feather in this game ah
1: It, it was really good in uh in the battle mode too the feather Mm-hmm. because if you if you had it, it could hop over all the little walls you could pretty much just run the level yeah
0: oh my god I, okay well oh fuck i'm so ready to just like ah uh, splurge all over battle mode god i fucking <laughs> i fucking love battle mode i just thought of this though with the feather i think part of the reason they probably didn't put it like i i i love i'm sure you do too everybody loves mario kart 8 that game fucking owns yeah. um but imagine if there was an item in mario kart 8 like the feather that you would get that you could that if you were lucky enough to get it you could knock 30 percent of the track off in a lap and i know that there's certain shortcuts you could take with like a with a mushroom and stuff like that i don't feel like any of those shortcuts are nearly the edge you could get with the feather in mario kart like i i don't think i think it would probably break the game today if they put that in
1: yeah more than likely
0: but i fucking i love that feather um before we get away from grand prix mode did you have a a do? You, is there a course or a type of course that was like your favorite? Like I had a hard on for Koopa Troopa Beach and Bowser's Castle, but
1: honestly, I think those two, like the the Bowser ones, are fun. The music is really good, first of all. Yeah, and then yeah, I think I think they're the most fun, and they were like the most interesting, like most interestingly laid out tracks because like the turns they were so it was everything was like ninety degree turn turn turn. Yeah. Um so I did like the Bowser's ones. I do like the beach ones. Um I like the one that uh I can't remember the name of it, but it was one of the like normal looking tracks, I guess. But where you hop over part of the track
0: Yes. The Mario so, the what the fuck yeah what was that Mario Circuit, I think, or just something. Something
1: like that. But yeah, where you but hit all it, those he,
0: zippers and then bounce over the, the like people yeah. go under you. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Dude, when you hit that jump, remember you came down and there were the four pipes? Did you always try to stick that little hole between the two pipes, like hide in that inside? Of course, everybody has to do that, right? Yeah. And was there anything better than hitting somebody or like leaving a banana peel or something right before that jump, and then someone would hit it and fall down, and then have to do the lap over again? And you they
1: they they have to finish an eight.
0: Yeah, and you see them on that like the the because I love that map when you play alone and they see all eight racers in yeah. real time i i don't think anyone gives that as much credit as it deserves that real time map showing the eight racers and the actual directions they're facing and when they get hit by an item they spin and stuff like that and when you'd see somebody like not make that jump and fall back down and if it was like donkey kong he'd be raising his two hands and just look like i, I just as angry. A kid, yeah, yeah it always just made me laugh as a kid that like this poor monkey is just like motherfuckers because we are uh, really- fuck it was
1: good it was good if you were playing against the computer because you could laugh at it but if you're playing with someone else i i feel like nine times out of ten i generally generally got punched if i ever nailed anything like that or got my controller ripped out of the super nintendo yeah
0: well hey that's a i feel like ripping the if you if you can unplug your opponent's controller and they aren't on top of it enough to catch it then that's a that's a legal move I used That's to. Fair. I was that kid. I'd fucking cheat like a motherfucker. I'll unplug your controller. You're not paying attention. Tough shit, man. And then I can get like you,
1: a. You would have been. You would have been the kid I punched then.
0: Oh, I was the kid. <laughs> that was. The, I was the kid that people punched. That was. <laughs> that was my fucking wheelhouse as a kid. Um, it's funny because like you say that. I never. Very rarely did we play Grand Prix Two Player. I used to just play by myself all the time. My brother and I would play. We'd play Battle Mode a lot. And then yeah. I don't like. Did you ever? I never fucked around with time trial i didn't care about the
1: time trial. no not really
0: no it's boring i I don't know i can think of a single game i mean outside of maybe like a maybe like a crash team racing or something that had like an objective in the time trial kind of mode i don't remember if that did or not but other than that that, unless there's a reason to play it i'm not playing time trial mode it's boring
1: yeah like in a game like this it doesn't it doesn't really seem like a hundred percent completion um like they don't seem like they're a part of it but if it's something like I play Xbox a lot and I really like achievements. So if it was for that, then I would probably do it. Or like you said, like crash team racing or something where you have to do something in a certain amount of time. But yeah, I don't really care. Or like, and all the ghost mode and ghost racing and stuff like that never really mattered to me.
0: Yeah. Agreed. If it had like an online mode where you could like go up against like the world record holders, ghost or something. I mean, and obviously the super Nintendo game is not going to have an online mode. I'm just saying like (laughs) something like that maybe, but otherwise, yeah, I, I couldn't care less yeah uh, about that fucking mode um just i don't mean to derail the because we're gonna now we, we'll get to battle mode i don't mean to derail the conversation but you are you do you play a lot of have you played crash team racing are you a crash team racing fan
1: i do like it yeah
0: like the original or the new one like the remake i've
1: one? only i've only played the new one like i i think i played the old one as a kid like once um but i played the new one a lot especially last summer when we couldn't do anything else i was playing it a lot
0: mm-hmm yeah, do you like it, obviously, if you played it a lot? Yeah,
1: I I think, like, obviously, Mario Kart kind of started this whole thing, but I feel like any racing game that has kind of, like, the power-ups and stuff like that, I find them, like, I, I like games like Forza and stuff, but honestly, games like this, it's so much fun, especially if you have someone else to play with.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. These are multi-blank. So my, my obsession with Mario Kart 8 is that, you know, not to suck my own dick too hard here but like i'm pretty good at mario kart it's one of the only games that i consider myself like very good at and it's not playing mario kart against someone like a friend of yours that isn't good isn't even fun and they can throw in the blue shell and all that stuff but like Shaylee doesn't play mario kart if we sat down and played together like i it wouldn't even i could give her like a lap and a half head start and like it's there's the skill gap just plays too big a role do you know what i mean yeah and being able to play a mario kart 8 online against just random strangers i'm never guaranteed to win because there's a lot yeah. of really good players out there which is what I that's that's the that's what keeps me coming back to Mario Kart 8 is everyone talks about how Mario Kart is just luck 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 and i disagree it's not, though. i disagree yeah i mean obviously there's some you know there's the blue shell is bullshit and everyone can agree that the blue shell sucks and should never have existed but sure. I, I don't feel that it's it's all luck having said that just quickly to tie that back to crash team racing i had never played any go-kart any kart racer aside from the mario karts ever and then I think crash team racing had like a free demo for a weekend or something uh, like a year ago and that's where i tried it and i loved it and i bought it on my xbox and i 100% did it on like normal or 101 or whatever um yeah. I, i'm not good enough to do it on hard that can like that game fair enough that game is have you have you like are you have you can you no okay no like, definitely <laughs>
1: not i i find even like playing through the the remake of all the crash games it's a million times harder than I ever remembered
0: it as a kid. I love Crash, but those games are vicious.
1: But yeah, for sure.
0: A lot of people, like, well, not a lot, but I know there's a, a vocal group that feel that Crash Team Racing is superior to Mario Kart. And I was like, you guys are fucking stupid. Like, and I love Crash, yeah. but I was like, you guys are fucking stupid. Then I played it, and I was like, I don't know if I would say it's superior to Mario Kart. They're two very, Mario Kart is more loosey goosey fun like yeah and i'm not saying that there's no skill in mario kart because fuck you if you don't think there's skill in it let's play you know what i mean like there's skill in Mario Kart, but crash team racing is a whole different fucking level like that is i was i became completely obsessed with that game for like a month and a half and i just was mesmerized by how much skill goes into that game and they'll never make a mario kart like that because mario kart has to appeal to the masses but i would fucking love to see a mario kart just as vicious as crash team
2: racing i think that'd be so fucking awesome
1: yeah but we'll never, um we'll did, did you, you ever did you ever play blur
0: mm, i don't think so it,
1: it was like 360 ps3 um oh god i don't it had to have come out like oh nine or 2010 or something it was like it was like a regular racer with cars but it was the first racer with cars that had power-ups too okay so it was like realistic mario kart
0: Oh that was it fun um, it sounds fun. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was actually a lot of fun. You would probably really enjoy it because you like Mario Kart so much, but yeah, yeah it was it honestly if if that's how I was going to describe it, it's like it's less realistic than like a Forza or something, but it's like Mario or like realistic Mario Kart driving my own car with power-ups.
0: That actually sounds dope because I yeah, like I I like crash team racing. I love how deep it is and how strategic it is. And Mario yeah. Kart, I I just love Mario Kart. But like, I can't, I don't play like Forza, Gran Turismo, like the realistic ones. I just yeah. I, they don't. I I dude, I I think Forza is maybe the best looking series of video games ever created. Yeah. I'm I'm floored at how good those games look. But I just yeah. I'm like it, that's I want the power ups. Like I want that kind exactly. of stuff. So
1: yeah, you, you should try
0: Blair. All right. I'll fucking I'll add it to. I mean, I have a long, my list is longer. My list of games <laughs> yeah. I need to play is longer than my list of enemies. But I'm gonna add Blur to it anyways because that sounds yeah, like a lot of fun. it's pretty fun. Uh, so now we had brought up battle mode, and I if there's a knock on Mario Kart 8, it's that battle mode, particularly the Wii U version of Mario Kart 8. The battle mode fucking sucked. The Switch game yeah. they kind of fixed it. I would argue that outside of maybe Mario Kart 64, and I only think the reason I only, the only reason I think Mario Kart 64's battle mode is better than the Super Nintendo one is because you could play four people at once instead of two. Um, Yeah. I, 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 I don't give a fuck what you say. I think battle mode in Super Mario Kart is still a top two or three definitive edition of battle mode in any Mario Kart game. It's so good. I fucking, I, I don't know if you agree. I, because to me, it's a complete chess match. It's a, it, well, dude, have that,
1: two, it exactly
0: right. If you have it's, two people that both know how to play, oh, it's just magical. Kate, it's fucking magical. Yeah. I have such a smile on my face right now. I fucking <laughs> like, have you ever played it where like neither of you is moving? yeah you just
1: you sit there and wait for them to do something yeah yeah yeah
0: (laughs) how sick is that like you can both see each other you both know where you are all four courses are practically the same just that that square arena and and you can screen watch and i don't i know that traditionally like in shooters and stuff screen watching you're you know we're all i did it we all did it but we're all cheaters but in super mario kart i legitimately feel like screen watching is part of the
1: strategy oh for sure right oh well because it doesn't always help you either like you could think it's helping you but you still you're not in the brain of the other person and it's not like a one shot well i mean i guess it's a three shot kill but like honestly you you can still screw yourself up even screen watching someone
0: oh yeah like to me the best is because i I, like if you and i if, if you have a different take i'm all ears but to me like the predominant item in battle mode is the red shell yeah um followed probably by i mean the star the problem with the star is like it's handy but it's really hard to nail that collision and then like all (laughs) the red shell is obviously like the 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 top shelf but like i don't know if there's a better feeling than nailing a green shell shot because you have to you had to do that like the red shell you just have to be in the vicinity hit the button but the green yeah. shell, you gotta make that shit count. And if you miss, and it fucking comes back and hits you, that is the most infuriating shit in the fucking. Oh fuck me! It well, makes me especially angry.
1: if you're if you're on the near the end of a level where most of the the blocks have the question mark blocks are used up because mm. they don't reset mm-hmm. until they reset when you hit all of them, I think. Yeah, I think but so But if too. there's one that you can't find, but if most of them are used up, and that's what you're sitting on is a green shell, and you have one balloon left, like. You
0: have to do something. Oh, I love it. Yeah,
1: I, you, you fucking hate yourself. I late. love,
0: I love how fucking intensity, like when someone's got a red shell, like say, say you and I are playing and <laughs> you know, like when the walls are like L shape and I'm on the inside, yeah. I'm on one side of the wall and you're on the other side, but we can yep. see each other cause the walls are, aren't raised. They're, they're just on yeah. the ground. And I know you have a red shell, but you can't hit me unless you've got a straight line of me. Cause if you shoot it, it won't go around walls. It'll take the straightest no. line toward me. And it just becomes this like death match where I'm like, if I go to the left, you're going to come to the left and get me with that fucking shell. If I go to the right, you're going to get me. And now it just becomes this staring contest.
1: Yeah, um, exactly.
0: That's the best shit. Or like, <laughs> when someone's chasing you down with a red shell and you go over a box and you're just mashing the item button to try to get something, hoping yep. that you get like a feather or a star or something to get yourself out of trouble. When you hit yes. that feather and jump over a wall and escape a shell, <laughs> you feel like a fucking superhero.
1: Oh, for sure. Oh,
0: so good. And you're right. I totally forgot that the boxes
1: don't come back. Yeah. Oh. I think, I think if you, maybe if you hit them all, the whole course kind of resets. but yeah. if you are looking for one, chances are you're gonna take a bunch of turns and never ever find it
0: yeah and that's the other thing is like when you're both down to one balloon and you're just ripping around the course and it's like a two-player panic where you're both trying to figure out where a box is and then oh and then you fucking get it and you get just something crap like a goddamn yeah. banana peel and you're like fuck me sure. you're like this is useless um oh my god battle mode was the shit did you always we always used to play where winner stayed on like if there was more than two yeah. people then it was yep. like, what's that called? King of the Hill? Is that what it
1: is? Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Is that is that, I don't know how other people did it. So I don't know. Maybe we yeah, were Yeah
1: that, that, that was pretty much how I did it. Um, the one thing that I can't remember from this game, and maybe you know, because in Mario 64, Mario Kart 64 with the battle mode, if you had a fast enough collision, you could take away a balloon. Yeah. Did this game have that or I, no?
0: I don't, I don't think so maybe with a mushroom you could but i don't think so i remember like 90 percent of the damage being done with the shells yeah just pegging each other with the shells i loved how i'm pretty sure in the 64 one when you got eliminated you turned into that little bomb and you could fuck someone over and take away one of yeah. their dudes that was yep. dude i um i rarely prefer the nintendo 64 version of games over the super nintendo ones like zelda mario um i don't know maybe that's the only ones <laughs> Game, you know, F-Zero, I think I prefer this. Anyway, point I'm trying to make is, like, Super Mario Kart is one of the rare ones where I actually prefer the 64 version just because you can play it four players, fucking the tits.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But there was just nothing like that one-on-one. And, like, we would play for hours, the battle mode, fucking hours, just staring each other down and just having, like, we used to make tournaments, like, you'd make a bracket and play, like, a little mini tournament out with it and stuff like that. Yeah. My brother and I used to make tournaments where we would each get all eight characters, and... Uh, and it'd be a 16 person tournament. And so okay. I got all eight characters and he got all eight characters and you could seed them however you wanted. Like, like, so we'd have an empty bracket and then say, I would write like Adam Yoshi and then he could counter with whatever character he wanted, or he could put one of his characters in one of the other brackets. And then we would play down the tournament. And then if two of your own characters matched up, then you just got to pick by default who got to go through. Uh, okay. and, and man, we would just like we fuck we'd have like standings and we would just fuck we were nerds but uh that is
1: like the most in-depth like like drafting ncaa mario kart tournament ever
0: it was awesome like we did that we i used to i talked about this in the original episode i used to make board games out of mario kart like i would make my own mario kart like board and then we would play it and like you'd be able to actually pick up the items and like if you picked up a mushroom you could you know advance five spaces and you know a red shell you could hit anyone in front of you and they'd miss a turn and stuff like that and like i i was obsessed with this fucking franchise as a kid and i and i just think i think every kid was i think in some ways like everyone when you think of the super nintendo like you think of mario you think super mario where you think of link to the past uh super metroid um you know super punch out stuff like that like I don't know if Mario Kart... I think everyone likes this game, but I don't feel like this game gets the credit that it deserves sometimes.
1: I don't know. No, think... I... I think, too, like... The thing is, is that this franchise is just so... It's so iconic. And, yeah. like, most of these games were. And, like... Like I said, I think I had... I had my Sega first, then I got a PlayStation, then I got a Super Nintendo. Right. And I didn't get an N64 until it had been out for a few years. So, I... Obviously, I liked my games and I enjoyed them, but kind of the there was for sure like jealousy there because my friends had it. So I needed to go over to so-and-so's house to play it. Like they had it and I wanted it. So yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel like this was the party game. You know what I mean? Like it's for sure. Like, I mean, obviously it still is is, agreed. But like, like when Nintendo 64 came along, like then they added Mario party and they added Mario tennis and Mario golf and yeah, et et cetera, goldeneye and all those games and stuff like that. But like when you think of the super Nintendo, like, I'm I'm honestly open to if you outside of fighting games, which are a different breed. But like, if you're not talking fighting games, is there another multiplayer game on the Super Nintendo that like stands up to Mario Kart? Like, am I am I not thinking of anything?
1: The like, the only the only other really multiplayer game is Super Mario World, but you can't play together.
0: Right. Yeah. So, like I I know there's gonna be someone that's gonna write in about like Uniracers or something like that, <laughs> which like fair enough. But like yeah. Super Mario Kart was the, it was the, like, when you had to, like, unless you wanted, like you said, if you want to play Super Mario World or you wanted to play like Turtles in Time or one of those games together, then cool. But like, if you wanted to play against each other and have a game that everyone could play, it was Super Mario Kart. And we would just fucking play it over and over. And like, I I remember as a kid, (laughs) it's going to sound stupid, but being fascinated at the idea that like they decided to go go go-karting and they invited Koopa Troopa and Bowser. Like it never, I never understood why they invited them. I don't, that sounds dumb. Maybe, I don't know, but like.
1: Well, even at this point too, in this, in the nineties or late eighties, Mario and Donkey Kong didn't like each other either. Like it's, it's a very weird dynamic of people who hate each other and can be friends later. Yeah.
0: Well, and like it is Donkey Kong Jr. So like did Donkey Kong like just drop his kid off at the track?
1: For the day, it was like I
0: have to go to work. Go play, and then like Mario, Luigi, Princess Yoshi, and Toad were like, "Let's go go karting." And then Donkey Kong was there, so like, "All right, well he can join your group." And then it's like, did they invite Bowser and Koopa Troopa, or did they decide to come on their own? I never, I always wondered about that. Is I just, I, I, like the, I became obsessed with Bowser during Mario RPG because I think he is the star yeah. of that game. But even yeah. in this game, and I never played as Bowser because he was too hard to play as, but I always thought it was so cool that you had the option to play as him. And I was like, why is he there? Like, it just bothers me to this day. Like, why the fuck was he invited? And also, Kate, why did they decide to make this game? Like, like I get that they wanted to use the technology and stuff, but who, who was like, we should just take all of our famous characters and make them go go-karting. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's
1: it's such a weird idea that someone had to have had in like a dream or something, but it's... Uh, it's, just, it's just crazy how it comes up because you have all of the mario like platformers so you have all these adventure games and you have a bunch before this came out yep and then you have mario kart which just opened the floodgates for you make mario do an- anything yes. mario can cook mario can play soccer mario can play tennis like mario can fight now they have, they have like super smash brothers like it's it's insane whoever came up with this cajillion dollar idea to make mario do something other than run from left to right
0: yeah that's that's i wanted to that's a great fucking point is just like i feel like not like not only does super mario kart deserve credit for obviously launching the mario kart franchise which is worth billions and billions of dollars but you're yeah. right like before super mario kart you didn't have Mario Golf, Mario Tennis, Mario Party, Super Smash Brothers, Mario Baseball, Mario Soccer, and you're right. Now, like he, this was like, I, I might be wrong, and if I am, someone's gonna fucking yell at me. But aside from stuff like Doctor Mario and things like that, like this was the first time they they took those characters, and I don't want to necessarily say like humanized them, but like took them away from the platforming and were like, look, they're just a bunch of regular characters that can do normal things. Yeah, and then, exactly. And then, like you said, it just spun everything. And I'll tell, like, there's obviously, they were, you know, they wanted the game to do well, and the game did do well, and they were probably excited that the game did well. But when they started developing this game, no way they ever imagined, forget even all the spinoffs like the Mario Tennis and all that stuff, no way they ever imagined that Mario Kart would become dude super mario or super mario kart pardon me mario kart 8 on the switch is animal crossing might have passed it by now but without animal crossing it is the best-selling game on the switch like it sold more than mario odyssey so more than breath of the wild more people want to play mario driving go-karts than they want to play mario being mario
1: well and the best part about that too is that that game in reality is like eight nine years old because it was on the it was on the wii u Yep. So like And it's still the best
0: selling game. That's fucking yeah, it's, like, it's, it's
1: insane.
0: It's wild, man. And like I, I I still think we're gonna get a Mario Kart nine before because the thing is is like if I'm not mistaken, Super Nintendo had a Mario Kart sixty four, GameCube, Wii, Wii U, and then the and then the, the the Game Boy Advance had one, the DS had one.
1: Yeah.
0: The three D S had one. Yeah, they did. Um and then the Switch got the Wii U one. And it, and admittedly the Wii U one is spectacular. Like it's Mario Kart For 8. Sure. But like, this'll be the first console that doesn't get a brand new Mario Kart game if it doesn't get one. Aside from and uh, fuck off with your virtual boy. Get the fuck out of here. Like, oh well, the virtual boy never got like I know I'm gonna hear that. But this is the first time. And it's like I just I have zero I just I, I believe it in my in my fucking in the in the depth of my big fat heart that we're getting <laughs> Mario Kart nine on the Switch before the Switch ends. And when it comes, it is going to make so much fucking money. It's for insane. sure. I
1: I bet it drops with whatever Switch Pro... Yeah, yeah.
0: Whatever
1: it is, it's it's like the launch title for Switch 2.0. Yeah,
0: whatever that thing ends up being. Um, yeah. Fucking sick, man. Like, I'm looking at reviews online right now for Super Mario Kart on the Wikipedia page, and it's like 9.4, 9 out of 10, 93, 10 out of 10, 9.5, 10 out of 10. Like, it's just... It's one of the best-selling games on the Super Nintendo. It is one of the funnest games on the Super Nintendo. It launched one of the biggest franchises ever. I don't. If you don't think the game holds up today, I, I implore you spend half an hour with it, and by the end of For the sure. half hour, you'll be like, "Oh yeah!" Like the me- the muscle memory will come back, and it'll fit again. Um, I don't even. I was torn on if we should even revisit this game because I was like, "Is there really even more to say about it?" But I won't lie to you. At the end of the day, I just really wanted to fucking talk mario kart again because i just yeah this like every we'll start wrapping this thing up but like everything about this game is why i feel like the 90s were the golden era of video games it's it's fun to look at it's fun to play everyone played it it's it's still i still think it looks cool it's just it's such a magic i, I really it's just such a magical game to me i adore this fucking video game i really no,
1: i i agree with you a hundred percent it uh it brings back like at least for me it brings back a lot of what i remember as the beginning of my gaming career yeah like or career i guess i I don't get paid to do it i wish i did but yeah it's it's it holds up honestly
0: i I just read a point here that i never even thought of not only did this launch like all the mario spin-offs and launch obviously mario kart but like it kind of invented the kart genre like as a whole like i don't think there was one before this and, no, and now, it
1: was all just like like regular racing games. Like, yeah, and I, it, I can't even really think of that many.
0: Like Excite Bike. Yeah, there was Excite Bike. I mean, I think F Zero came out before this, but which was also Nintendo. Um yeah. I mean, like RC Pro Am was rad, like Rad Racer. But yeah, no, you're right. Like this was one of the first big racing games. And then you look in like Diddy Kong Racing, Crash Team Racing, Sonic Team Racing, all those all those kart racers came because of mario kart everybody saw how much money mario kart made was like well we could fucking put our characters in go karts you know what i mean like you could, anyone could do it but this was the first one it says here that the guinness world records ranks it at number one on a list of the the top console games of all time based on initial impact and lasting legacy so it's ranked number one and i and they're yeah they're i hadn't seen anything like this before i thought this was like i don't know i'm just we're just going around in circles now i just god i fucking i love fucking mario Kart so much so happy it's such a great franchise um yep okay i think i feel good i feel better uh have you got if you is there anything else that i didn't think of that you wanted to rant about before we score this thing and wrap it up
1: i don't think so i don't i besides again wanting to punch someone for tossing <laughs> yeah, yeah. me off that cliff uh, in that one level, honestly, like this game, it's it's uh, what's a good word to describe it? It's magical. It's it is. It's it's, it's it's honestly, it's a great game.
0: I I I honestly feel like, admittedly, I'm a Nintendo fanboy. I always I always throw that disclaimer out there, but like to me, this game is like as magical as Super Mario World or Link to the Past or Donkey Kong Country or insert your favorite Super Nintendo game here. Like it's just like the memories I have of this game from my childhood are just so treasured like i just i i i adore this game so much um yep. yeah all right well i mean how the fuck are we gonna score this thing um there's eight, oh no there's more than eight mario well there's eight racers so we'll go with that yeah all there's right.
1: eight there's, characters yeah there's yeah. eight
0: characters so on a scale of one to eight what would you score super mario kart
1: uh honestly it's so good it's a good game in itself i'll give it a seven and a half because toad is only half a character
0: (laughs) well done i was trying to figure out a way to like because yeah i had that number i I was gonna do seven and a half because it gets the super mario world tax where it is in super mario world but i was like i don't want to be morbid and be like i have to cut one of the eight racers in half to make it that but yo you'd fuck, that's way better seven and a half because toads only half. even though i fuck someone's gonna be like koopa troopa is the same size as toad fuck off it's seven and <laughs> a half because toad is only half a character i agree with that although i dude have you seen that picture floating around of toad where they lift off his the dome and it turns out that like the, his nostrils are actually his eyes
1: yes uh, fucking
0: yes. i like i have a hard time looking at toad now because of that i hate that it's, nobody send me that anymore I fucking hate it because I like Toad and you're just fucking with them here. (laughs) But uh, yeah, seven and a half. What a great fucking, like I, I know what we have this effect on people with the podcast sometimes, but like I kind of want to play this now. Like I kind of want to fire up Mario Kart and play it now. I should. Uh, Maybe I will. I got to make dinner, but maybe after dinner I will. Um, Fair
1: enough.
0: Listen, Kate, thanks for, uh, you know what? As a Sega kid, you fucking brought the heat. That was nice. It was nice talking about a Super Nintendo classic with a Sega kid. That felt good. I feel like we're we're breaking down walls here. We're changing the world.
1: I, I can't I can't hate on a game that's good. And if you can't respect that the game is good, then maybe you've got your own issues to figure out. But yeah, guy. I grew up I grew up with Sonic. I I still am a Sonic fanboy, but I can I can love the Nintendo.
0: Fucking rights, dude. Why have you ever? played... Okay, sorry guys. We're gonna end this in a minute. But like, have you ever played any of the <laughs> Sonic racing games? Like, are any of them good? Like Sonic Team Racing or anything?
1: Uh, if I get my fanboy card i just flaunted taken away from this i'll be really sad but i can't say that i have okay i can't remember actually ever playing a sonic racing game am i and i'm gonna i'm gonna hang up and be like oh yeah except that one time (laughs) honestly honestly i can't i can't say that i remember racing sonic
0: am i not like am i the only one who's kind of like how did is it his whole gimmick that he's fast like, I really thought that, like, I remember seeing some Sonic racers, and I just was like, why is he in the cart? Like, why isn't he just running? And then Maybe I thought, it's like, like...
1: it's like the Flintstones. He is running.
0: Oh.
1: He's got, he's got his feet out of the cart.
0: Well, uh, yeah, that's true, eh? Like, they started that way. Uh, yeah. Um, but, like, remember, like, in Sonic 2, where they do the, you're running through the tunnel and picking up the rings, like, in the bonus stages?
1: Yeah, the emerald stages. Yeah.
0: Like, I'm a little shocked that, like, we never got, like, a racer just like that like just speed that up and just fill it up with care like i just i was always shocked that despite the fact that sega was like the fat like sonic was the fast and i'm not shitting on sega i'm just saying like if sonic like if this whole your whole shtick is like hey our guy is fast 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 how do you not have a racer like to stand up to mario kart i just i'm just i just it always surprised me that there was never really like a uh, like a a well-known sega equivalent on the genesis that's all yeah but all right i'm just curious I've, I've always been fascinated by sonic team racing but i've never played it so um anyway okay well good enough i'm gonna let you get on with your night and i'm gonna go make dinner and uh Sounds good man. And drink something cold because fuck me it's hot in this room
1: sure
0: uh, is. oh christ good stuff kate thank you very much for doing this and uh next time we have you on the show i promise we'll talk about one of your uh your beloved sega genesis titles
1: yeah no fair enough thanks for having me again i appreciate
0: it anytime thank you To do it for this week's episode thank you everybody for listening to the show i appreciate it very much and of course kate thank you for taking time to give me a shout and talking super mario talk super mario kart with me i really really appreciate it and i'm sorry that you were never allowed to play as peach that's bullshit because she's awesome in this game uh listen everybody if you're enjoying the show if you don't hate it i mean you could support us on patreon it's only two dollars there's over a hundred bonus podcasts waiting for you two additional podcasts waiting for you every week and they're all downloadable onto your phone. Plus, you can join our Discord. You can write in to play, play one, remake one, erase one, and do all those types of things. Blowing in the cartridge, all that. You can DM with me. You'll get a shout-out. It's probably the best value in the history of the universe. But I will say, if you're listening on Wednesday, June 30th, wait until tomorrow. Because if you sign up today, you're going to be charged today and again on July 1st. So sign up tomorrow... July 1st, you get the whole month of July for just that $2 before you're going to get charged to get it. You can decide if it's worth your time. Patreon.com slash game. And you know what? If you don't want to shell out the, the couple bucks, I understand. I don't ask for these that often, but just leave us a good review on, on wherever you're listening. that If it allows reviews, I think those reviews help us. I actually might start a campaign where I'll release like a bonus podcast, just a one-time thing, if we can get so many reviews. Because I, I don't know if they help with the algorithm, but I think they do and uh plus they just make me feel nice when i read good reviews so you could do that um and you can find me on twitch my schedule is completely fucked up now so your best bet is to just follow me completely free look for member the game on twitch not remember the game member the game and then you'll get a notification whenever i go online And you can come by and see my face and make fun of me if you want and i play games and usually rage and it's lots of fun and uh i think that's it i think that's gonna do it i think we're gonna shut it down Right there. Game patch is coming on Friday for our Patreons. We'll talk about all the biggest gaming news. Expansion pass this Sunday will be my spoiler free Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart review. And I'll be back next week with episode 156 of Remember the Game, which will almost certainly be Zelda 2 The Adventure of Link for the NES, which won our Patreon poll last month. And I just took too goddamn long to get it done. My apologies, but that'll probably be your episode next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. I appreciate it. Stay safe if you're in this fucking heat wave. Look after each other. Look after your dogs. Don't do anything stupid fucking not uh, you know what our listeners aren't stupid it's other people that don't listen if you don't listen to remember the game you're stupid that's the point all right thanks everybody talk to you soon cheers remember the game is brought to you by our patreons i could not produce all the content i'm churning out these days without all of your support so i would like to take a quick moment to thank everyone that has supported us at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. And a couple of quick footnotes. I record this at the beginning of the month. So if you sign up during the month of June, thank you very much. You'll get into July's month-end shout-outs because we're over 300 people. And I just can't fucking record this every week because it's, it's a mile long. So 306 names. And I'm probably going to fuck a bunch of them up. And I'm reading them in a random order. So I don't know where you'll be in here. But a huge thank you to... <sighs> Danny Proudfoot, Lukey Mole, Joshua J. Hazelman, Swanee, Dan Taylor, The Gray-Bearded One, Borrow, Tunable Power, Eden
2: Awaits 1981, Bergerock, Benjamin Johnson, Jared Bouchelian, Booshlian, Kyle Dodd, Pee-pee-poo-poo, Cuckoo Pants, Kaiser Dragon, Ryan Groynus,
0: Rob Strothman, Astro Alpaca, Daniel, the Shauner Honor Trapper Keeper 1000 Leon Napskog Master Boyg Darth Obvious Paul Holder Nerdy Retro Gamer
2: 86 Daniel Stildum Le- Lee Evans Kenneth Michael Brown Emily Luna Jerry Robinson Branklin Jeers Tristan Game Nomad Messi David Moore Broken Spoilers Matthew Day Plucky B Super Dave Owen The Game Fur Chuck Brightamite Joe Kirby Dale Baker Dale Baker Again Ian Watch, Jeff Bergeron, Paul, Ronnie Sachs, Hammond Egger, Josh Valentini, Chance McCoy, Sean Radford, Karth from Kotor, Scott Roseberry, Shannon Willis, Astral Soul, Big G, Classic Crusade, Chris Dory, Russell Aldridge, El Sock, Adam Ferrer Tom Maya, Oprah's Iron Fist, The Old Man of Gaming, A Sharp J, Leah Lee Sparks, zonko 504 scarless C- kyle bolton chris freeman tom Calvert, seth mayfield jose e marco titan 420 s2von 5000 bones 02 guest house productions k cuz Candido, Born to Do It, Daniel McKee, Dan Wagner, Elijah 232, Joseph Gonzalez, Tim Chambo, Captain Cool, Explode Processing, Nathaniel Shelley, Swedish Fish, Omega 88, T- Tense Sparkster, John DeShazo, Squints, Gary Heather, Corey Street, David Phillips, I Worked at Subway, Raul Aguilar, Joel LeBlanc, Johnny CCDC, Wolf Magic 2K1, Paul Zo, Fob, Kerry Waka Waka, Ryan McCown, Trevor Seven Oaks, Mike Burks, Nathan Freak, Too Loud for the Crowd, Pete to Power, Matt McClain, Doogie, Logan Hale, Logan Hale, Jay McSee, fuck <laughs> okay. J. Mix MC, Cody Poland, Murat Pepper, Spencer C. Weiss, Code Chris Copeland, Electronic Emotions Program, K-Jam, Lord Finish, Aaron Baker, Dane, Goth C, Good A, Mega Man 2 OG, McJr., Jafar, Rogue Agent, Kinslayer, Thor the Hammered, Stefan Fukasawa, Joshua Davis, John Byrne86, Andy Hudson, Retro Bismol, Sam Wright, Seriously Rob P, Derpimus Prime, Mr. Me 406, Ninja Lunchbox 79, Wolfgang Darren. Boognish, Brendan Hine, Troy Zuniak, Brian Robbins, Ferdy Martinez, J.P. Retromania, A.J. Freeman, A.J. Jones, Kevin, The anti Podcast, A Novel Console, M. Felf, Troy, The Honest Pokemon Trainer, Sean Clifford, Pie Messiah, Jesse Clark, Kelly Rodrigo Tamazi, Derek Jane, Mercury 869, Mad Ships, Potato Bob Guy, That One Kid Nick, Dana Wucherall, Amy Gillen, James Anderson, MPG and Buffalo, Pat Duddy, Eight Bit Boovie. Poops Loomis, Raging Demon, Mr. Satan, Tommy, Tony Sherichetti Silver Grunion, Peebs, Mulverine Films, David Schnatterer, Martin Greenwood, Dominic S. Thompson, Tim L., Adam Beasley, G9PSX, PB McFadden, Jared the Giraffe, Tim Rial, Starl Probin, Jay Clutch, Very Cool Dude, Vincent L., X Water, Retro Ghosty Ghost, Ryan Bra- Bayshore, Christopher Russell, Mike Maloney, Defunct Tommy Reynolds, Ryan Kinchen, Arpad Boros, Jerbear Bear, S2S, Adam J, Zane Donovan, John Quack, Ryan Yeager, Morgan, Geek Life Radio, David Ray, Danny Vega, Tom Kite, Brian Medeiros, Andre SJA Flash, A Town, Mark Jones, Nathan Tromblay, Chris Knife 007, White Burrow, Miles from Bring Back Retro.com, Brian Ransom, Mr. Nick, Michael Hagg, The T Word, Miklos Blackshaw, Aaron Lawson, Stitch, Dario Omen, Adam O'Shirello, Jeff Johnson from Game On GNT, Craig Rutt, Leon K, Scott Brooks, Yamcha, Wyman Brooks, Chuck Schlarp, Chris Campbell, Brandon O'Brien, Mackenzie Wheeler, No One Cares, David Thompson, Dan T, Aaron Cuphall, Adam Anderson, Ben Busha Matt Brown, Lil Fufu89, Mark209, Kyle Paul, Vlad Steed, Nick Sills, April Zane, Alex Martinez, Brian McKay, Fraser Burns, The Good Enough Gamer, Jason Cortez, Kevin Huffer, Du How Dylan, Jordan, Desert Tortoise, Joe Mack, They Call Me Badger, Kate Roberts, Luca Resconito, Divolk, Volk, Gary C., Andrew Wright, Rick Sheldon, Scott V, Charlie Madero, Ch- Josh Morgan, Chris Fleury, Doug Dorn, Evan Refuse, Slick Rick, Ben Boulia, Ashley Cronin, but- bitter, Nathan Warzica, Joe Gillespie, DNA Gaming, Dave McGee, Sean Razine, King Bahamut, Robert Lippa, James Clark, Chris Sumner, Keegs and his stupid arrow handle, Jeffrey Mathis, Joshua Shenfield, Fake McHugh, Michael Mathis, Tyler, Freezer Bird, Stupid Monkey, Andre, Sharonic, Ben Drinking, Joe Buck, Todd, Makeshift Money, and Dave. Holy ass five minutes and fuck me
0: <sighs> it's best problem in the world to have thank you all so much for the support consider it a badge of honor if i fucked up your name which is probably about two-thirds of you uh much appreciated talk to you soon cheers <laughs>